Welcome to another episode of The Duck. I am Zoalord. Here with me, as always, is Dainty Taco and Malco. Uh, so, looking at things as uh, we just uh, finished up week six uh, here in Pressar Esports Season 4. Uh, now, before we dive into uh, the games, uh, let's discuss real quick uh, standings, see if uh, anything's a shocker to either of you two. Uh, let's bounce, uh, sitting in first place, eight wins. Uh, they have now lost two games, one in the last two weeks. Uh, so showing some, uh, signs of slowing the pace, maybe as, uh, teams are figuring out how to beat them. Uh, Glacial Storm now in second place, uh, with six points. Destiny, uh, also with, uh, six points sitting in third uh, due to head-to-head. Killer Instinct in fourth, six points head-to-head. And Curtain Call in fifth. Inferno Trigger, Final Spark, tied for sixth. Hijack in the eighth spot, which is currently the last slot uh, to enter into the playoffs. Onslaught of Shadows and Absolute Zero tied for ninth uh, with three points. And Hijack has a... I believe taking a game off one of those two teams is why they are uh, ahead of them. So, any uh, any shockers or surprises uh, looking at that list, gentlemen? Uh, well, obviously, uh, as we as we all probably know, we're sitting here with uh, Destiny in the uh, third place spot at the moment. Most uh, most people rated them either ninth or tenth. Uh, the team has definitely come into its own. I believe that this team now also having a more solidified AD carry should be able to work wonders for them. I wouldn't be surprised seeing them take that second place spot within the next within the next like week or so. Yeah, I mean, right now every basically um, all my all the teams that I had in like the top four are not, <laughs> it's just kind not of just there, cool. except for Let's Bounce and Killer Instinct. I mean, Killer Instinct is uh, and Curtain Call are two uh, like a series behind everybody else because they were off last week, so that could change. They could two zero or one one, and then they move up uh, mm-hmm. higher. But um, oh, actually, they both face each other this week, so we'll know who get who get who's gonna move down but yeah i guess again i guess the bigger the biggest shocker like just looking at the standings as a whole is that we all kind of like had hijack like at least top five and they're still in the bottom of the pack so so uh also wanted to address things uh we had a player uh, reach strike two, which means they uh, would get benched, and Cascora was that player on Killer Instinct. Um, went after one of his teammates and uh, wasn't a, a pretty sight to see, and so he got a strike two, and then, uh, you know, kind of popped off in general chat, and uh, we silenced that message real quick, and uh, he earned his third strike and is no longer in the league, so... Uh, not a great thing to see, but, uh, we, uh, definitely looking to curb that type of environment and that atmosphere, uh, to keep things, you know, civil and, uh, you know, reinforce positivity and, uh, you know, growth of, you know, skill community, you know, uh, camaraderie. Um, so yeah, that, uh, 
that happened, unfortunately. And I think uh, Killer Instinct has already reached out to a few players um, looking to see who is available to uh, slide into that roster spot and be ready for Monday. Um, so talking about um, games this past week, uh, we had Absolute Zero against Final Spark, uh, Destiny versus Inferno Trigger, Glacial Storm against Hijack, and uh, Onslaught of Shadows versus Let's Bounce. Uh, I know that we are bringing in uh, the captain of uh, Onslaught of Shadows later in the show to uh, discuss things, so leave that game for last. Um, but uh, Taco, if you want to get us started um, with Absolute Zero against uh, Final Spark. Um, so I actually had the opportunity to watch those games live uh with hungry hobbit um and i will say like absolute zero played um really good game uh and the thing is is that um ducko wasn't there so i have to kind of just like assume that there was some um like the bot lane wasn't going to gel as well as like uh they normally do when ducko is there um and kb jelly held his own very well into doom in the Mm -hmm. top lane and like that the for me in this matchup um it was gonna be doom needed to pop off to carry the game because like bot lane was gonna negate themselves and then i'm sorry but i'm just gonna take uh Die Hardy and Gaunt's over inserts and Queen majority of the time. So, like, on so the thing is, is KB Jelly negated Doom game one. So, um, uh, Final Spark came out with the kind of like easier, easier win. And Timo Taku actually had an amazing first game out, which is funny to say because they started off the game with an accidental flash by the thresh and <laughs> they just both died uh, like in the first like three minutes of the game yeah um but he proceeded to uh just farm it out roam to the appropriate fights um definitely sat the appropriate distance away from his front line that he was never really reachable for the scarner to like engage upon on because you would have to run past like mm-hmm. uh the lowey the uh hecarim and the thresh um so and gaunt's had like i i wish i could go back and clip it but he had this like gigabrain play where he threw a random cue into the bot lane bush snagged the vein through a e and a and ulted and then like Vayne had to pop ult just to go in Viz to get away. Mm-hmm. And then he just flashed on top of him, got the auto off, and killed the Vayne. Like, it, it, the thing is, like, it, he killed the Vayne, and then, like, I think the rest of the, the teams kind of, like, collapsed on the play. And all in all, like, they killed the Vayne, and then they killed the three other members of Absolute Zero that showed up there, and they only lost Gaunts. And I'm like, that's a huge win. Um... So, like, game one was great, and then game two came around, and it seemed like KB Jelly wasn't 
like comfortable on Poppy. Uh, yeah, I'm actually curious. Really um, we've not seen KB Jelly on Poppy. Um, and I w- it looked like every other champ that he's played wasn't banned. Yeah. Um, so I'm, Honest- I was really curious why he went Poppy. Yeah, honestly, um, I was kind of like given the information that like Poppy was more or less of a like a coin flip, like kind of just locked it in because like mm-hmm. thought it was good in the situation, but wasn't necessarily practiced on it. And unfortunately, I I have to say that's that's kind of similar to like mid as well because. The last time they played Anivia mid, they mm-hmm. didn't like set up well around objectives and what they needed to be doing in their positions. And it happened again here. Like there was this bot lane fight where like um Anivia came down and saved them from dying to this really fed Aatrox. And then they proceeded to still try to 3v3 the 5-0 Aatrox that just didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then, like, died. It, it didn't even die, and for some reason, like, Anivia isn't even trying to kill the Aatrox, and is just, like, trying to zone the Varus, who has a Q that can reach further than her abilities, and it's just, like, just turn and kill the fed Aatrox. Yeah. Like, what are you so, doing? Uh, I'm curious, uh, you know, we've we've seen the victories from absolute zero are all on doom shoulders. Um, and you know, we've seen Nykert pop off of war, uh, but in both these games, the bot lane of Nykert and vintage, uh, you know, similar story, I think game one and game two, uh, you know, Nykert almost had the same score line, uh, both games. Um, so as soon as doom, you know, pulls a new champ, uh, out of his hat, you know, that's when the other top player doesn't know how to deal with it. And he's making, you know, taking early leads and, you know, even insert nine, three and eight, that's a completely different scoreline than game one. Um, everything's happening on the top side. And I'll be curious, you know, obviously final spark, you know, had a, you know, a game, game one where they were able to deal with it, but they held doom vanilla at bay. Is that the answer to keep, absolute zero from even taking a game off of you uh yeah i would say so to because to be honest there was a point where like um the uh insert stole the first red buff and should have easily been uh like multiple like a level and a half above uh diehardy but then they like met at diehari's raptors and diehari was level four and here's level three for some mm-hmm. reason so like i don't even think die like it, no offense to them but they're very lucky that doom was so far ahead yeah um and that kb jelly seemingly kind of like coin flipped his lane matchup um yeah he was doom was the only level yeah. 18 um you know otaku was still 14 Gons was 15, so three level advantage on the carries, and you know, KB can only knock, you know, as many people as that old hits out of a team fight, so um, looks like they had four dragons, so they did hit soul. One Baron, yeah, came two. So, yeah. Um, yeah it, 
It was. I, a I was very surprised at the split. I think I think I called two zero to Final Spark. So, uh, I I said two zero. Yeah, know, I remember. Good on that. you, Absolute but Zero, also, for proving us wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I also thought Ducko was going to be there. So, like, I it, to be honest, if Ducko's there, I still say two zero. Like, it, it just yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Like Doom got really like again. Doom got really far ahead, and then anytime he had TP, he was TPing bot lane. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like that was the point of uh problem. But the other thing is, is that like you have to look at um Absolute Zero's comp, and then you look at uh Final Sparks comp, and you have a uh Anivia and a Kaisa. You mm-hmm. want to get to late game. You're okay just chilling and scaling and not fighting and like just yeah, farming up, getting yeah. to your items. And it just seemed like Final Spark didn't understand what their comp wanted to do. Like they kept taking really unnecessary fights that there were no objectives ups or anything like that, that they're just fighting constantly. Like there was a uh there was a mid lane fight where the Kaisa was taking Krugs and Nivea was coming from base and Die Hardy engages with only the Poppy and Thresh there mm-hmm. onto the Lux, who's really not like an issue, but like the Nautilus is standing right there. It's like, okay, like we're not anywhere like like you can still see a bunch of people on the map. And it just was such a weird fight to take because you're the people that are actually doing damage on your team are nowhere near you. Yeah. So like I like Lux has a shield in her kit. Like the Nautilus is right there. He can peel for her. Yeah. It just didn't really make sense. They just seem to be pushing an advantage that or pushing um their tempo too aggressively when they just needed to sit back and right. like farm it out. Malco, did you have anything to add to the series? Honestly, for this particular series, I'm just glad to see that Absolute Zero was actually able to take a game. It It's good to see, like, you know, one of the lower tier teams in general gain a little bit morale for themselves. Maybe this will be something that'll they'll understand, like, kind of what their win condition is, and then mm-hmm. maybe they'll start to play a little bit more towards it rather than just kind of not necessarily just picking these random comps. But, like, the first game, I'm not even understanding what's going on here. You know, Yorick, yeah. Starner, uh, Ari, Vane, Leona. Like, the most thing. I think the one they, thing ran it, the they ran it before, which is, I think, why they went back to it. Um, but with some of these champs now, um, like Nocturne and Aatrox, you're really creating a list of bans uh, for teams, uh, which should start to leave, like, picks like the Morgana up for Vintage. Um, which would be a game changer also, because I know teams are probably focusing that Morgana out immediately uh, just because Vintage is known for it. Um, so moving on, uh, Destiny versus Inferno Trigger. Uh, I got to uh, cast this game on Monday night uh, where I was uh, proven wholeheartedly wrong uh, that uh, Destiny <laughs> was going to get beat up by Inferno Trigger. <laughs> Um, yeah, you got, said the two oh. Yeah, you that one. got to hear about yeah. it uh, a little bit at work. So, uh, King Yotus, uh, he is now a solid top laner. Uh, bringing out the Nar, you know, had his Orn banned away from him. Uh, game one, I'm pretty sure they uh, and they banned the Shin away also. So, uh, I guess 
and furniture did not know that he played the NAR, and it was uh, a solid pick, and, you know, he was there for every team fight, uh, what seemed like, and, you know, had a huge lead over Pharaoh. Um, game one, it, uh, Vicksburg had a tough game on uh, the Volley Bear. Um, I think Excellence and Trinity were trying to minimize losses. There were occasions where Trinity would uh, survive through the fights and, uh, you know, start to output a ton of damage. But everybody on Destiny got really big. Uh, 31 to 15, the kill count. Um, game did go 39 minutes, though, for game one. Uh, saw Marlboro on Zillion, which was new. Um, and I think this was NBG Tactics. Uh, first series with Destiny. Yep. Um, I think they mentioned it on cast, uh, or Mar mentioned in his interview that um, Leon came up with the Kindred uh, Zillion, um, but that's actually like a Blabber Jensen C9 thing. Like they did that in the earlier years of when Blabber started playing, and because that's basically the role that Jensen mm -hmm. would play in that situation. So, I mean, it's a great, I mean, it, it worked enough to be on LCS, so it works. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I'm just going to say one thing about this game is that Destiny did not need to play for Dragons. They literally could have won the game without even needing to worry about the Dragons. And then they started to make it like, oh, we have to have these Dragons to win the game. No, you were bodying them before, like, without... Like with just two drakes, yep. Like your win condition was uh, like already in sight. Like your King Leon was so far ahead that it just blew my mind that they're like slowing their tempo in the game just to play for these drakes when they're just beating them so, so like, game, so much harder. Early. Game one, they only had two dragons. Uh oh, <laughs> disconnected. Um, uh, see, well, and that's that the thing about. <laughs> See, that's uh, <laughs> that's the one thing about Destiny that I really do like about this team and getting the chance to actually have played with them. It's something about them that they're very, very not necessarily like comp heavy, <laughs> but they do really play towards that competitive. Like we want to be competitive, so we're gonna play in that competitive yep. style. Like, and as you can see, like a lot of the comps that you do see out of Destiny, even going to the early days. Except for the lock, like you know, the preseason, we don't know what the hell was going on then. But <laughs> um, the 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 comps that they're generally drafting for is a lot of this is what our comp can do. It has a very easy, settable, executable like type of. It's like a here's our objective. This is what we want to do as our comp, and this is what we're looking for. So that's what they generally look for in yep. their team, and they execute very very well. Um, definitely glad to see that the team is coming into itself and to get this 2-0. I think what's the only 2-0 of the week, actually, correct? Yes. Uh, yes. I think you're right about that. And now I'm just finding out that Pharaoh was also traded over to that side. Uh, was a... oh, I'm quite surprised to see, but... Um... So I don't I'm, know how I feel about uh... the York. Let's just put it that much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Game two was. Uh, I don't even know, man. Like you're picking York to be your split pusher, 
and for some reason you already took rift you already took top turret and you have rifty and you drop rifty top lane when it's not even close to their second tier two like i i have to assume that's a fat finger but like why are you even top anyways like the turrets that are still up right now are mid and our first tier turrets that are still up are mid and bot lane tell your bot lane to get out of bot lane you go bot and you take the rifty and you continue to do your split push game like that's kind of what york does he's meant to he's like more of a split push champion and to just like to pop the rift Herald. like literally when i was watching that game and i was like this guy literally just popped rift herald at his turret um top lane I would literally just be calling my team to just three man this guy for being for doing something like that because he now has to usher this in while like trying to still push the wave and he's just gonna like he's just gonna get collapsed on like there's no way that this is and it didn't hit the turret it he died he got collapsed on and died and it was just like you wasted of objective that would have gotten you gold or gotten uh, your team gold game two I was really surprised. Uh... Trinity got uh, the gen, um, you know, Vixper went with Hecarim, who's not had a ton of success. Um, and, you know, they had low deaths, um, but the Orn was just clapping people all over the map. Um, and is Orn is yeah, once he got out of lane and stopped missing like three ults in a row. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, Yotis, your your Orn is great out lane. Please start to learn how to hit the ults in lane. <laughs> we'll kill Sparrow so many more times. Um. So yeah, Honestly, I'm. Go for it. Oh, uh, sorry. I, I I was just gonna say one thing. I you know you have a problem in a game when the your most feeding member is the one who's made the most gold. And yep. it, like that, and it's it's just like oh, but. I, I honestly don't see like how you can have something like that even happen. Not even most farm either in a game. I mean, maybe he secured more plates than other people, but other than that, like the split pushing whole thing, especially when a comp is playing to be scrappy, the fact that Leon's uh, Udir got through is an absolute surprise to me. Even though it's you know it's not like his standard Udir tear. But it was still like he—he he was still a part of 22 of the 27 kills that were that were gotten in the game. Yeah, so it's like he still—he was still making a big influence. Yep. Yeah, that's like uh, over 75 percent KP. So uh, yeah. I brought in uh, Thrills Rudder. Uh, he apparently has a bedtime, so I wanted to join us in here <laughs> early. Um, <laughs> Thrills, are, are you with us? Brutal. There you calling go. Calling out, calling me out on my bedtime. Brutal. <laughs> uh, so Thrills uh, is captain of Onslaught of Shadows. Uh, whoa, what the heck was that? I don't know what you're talking. I don't know. That was like the weirdest sound that my dog has ever made in its entire life. <laughs> Sound like growling, except I don't know. Weird. Uh, so Thrills. Uh, Took a game off Let's Bounce. Uh, had several uh, other teams say thank you uh, for that as they're trying to catch Let's Bounce in the standings. Um, had some uh, player moves uh, this past week. Uh, you said yourself that uh, your team is a uh, 
different environment and the uh, that you even lost your voice after uh, game two. So tell us a little about uh, the, the match. All right. So let's start off by saying this. Most league games are like 30 to 35 minutes, right? And Let's Bounce has been ending games at 25 minutes all season, right? Yep. Game one that we lost that we could have won, but we'll talk about that in a second. That was a 44-minute, 19-second game. Game two, 44 minutes, 24-second game. They could not finish against us. We were able to stall the game out. We were able to get good team fights at Dragons and Barons. Man, uh, if we just had one extra piece of engage in game one, instead of York and just me on volley, and if I had been a little more aggressive on volley engages, we could have turned that game around. I think we had like a 4K gold lead, I don't know, 80% of the way through that game. And then we weren't getting the dragons. They got the dragon, uh, the elder dragon, um, or they got soul dragon, snowballed that, and that's where the game started to decline for us. But we were in control of that game. There was only one person uh, who really fed on Onslaught of Shadows uh, in game one, and it was you. Yep. I started out 2-0-2 on Uh, the volley. I don't know. They the bot lane is kind of that's kind of mm-hmm. sus too. I started out two zero and two on the you volley. Can't, you, you can't say uh when your bot lane is two and eleven. I just that's, like yeah. flaming through. That's it's not fine. okay. He's just flaming me. It's fine. <laughs> I started out two zero and two. The volley bear felt great. Well, um, you, then then literally, <laughs> let's bounce just threw everything at me when I tried to engage. It's exactly what they should have done. That's why we needed an extra form of engage. Just. We just didn't have it game one. So Malzahar ults me. Half my health bar is gone because that's stupid. And then <laughs> I can't do anything. Can't ult. Can't jump. Can't get the uh, the Q off on anybody. Can't get my E to come off and come down on me. Like, it's just instant. So um, where, who else did they have in that game? I mean, it was... Why didn't was you pay the QSS tax? Uh, because I barely got out of that game with three items. Let's just... I had 11,000 gold that game. Okay. I barely had more gold than their support. All right. So 1300 gold. You got a QSS. I know. Archer almost flame horizon. Okay. (laughs) The fact that we were winning fights was good enough. Right. It's fine. If I eat the ult, that's fine. Um, But we just didn't pop off like, like we wanted to. We played a a poke comp. um, And then unfortunately, I think, was it was it Ocean Drake that they actually wound up getting? I don't remember what Drake it was, but it was helping them sustain. Oh, it was uh, whatever the shield is. Um, is that Mountain? Mountain? Yeah, they got Mountain Drake, and it was like, well, we're kind of a poke comp, and they just got a really nice buff against poke comps. So how do we win this game? And while we were trying to figure it out, let's bounce. The second game, though, I totally lost my voice, guys. It was brutal. So listen, I died 10 times, okay? I was 110 and 21 the second game which is not great, okay? <laughs> Everybody knows that. That's a 2KDA. That's not great. I out-jungled Archer this game, 100%. What he was able to do on Graves was go 1-5. in five. He was a part of almost no team fight. He was under me and farm until the end of the game where they're farming into inhib uh, super minions, right? Totally, totally took the chains off the second game and just said, what are we going to do? How about we just play super aggressive? I hard-ented level 1 because I was a little hyphy. Gecko hyped me up and just said, bro, you know what? Just limit test. Just go. Get the EQ on Jarvan and just go. Just go. What's what's what do we have to lose? So, you know, little flashy Q, 
figured Hippie would move, and he, you know, calm, cool, collected, one of the best mid laners in the league. He just stood there, made me look really <laughs> stupid. It was it was it was awful. Went back level three, got the flash. Went back level five or six, got the kill, and it was like, all right, the snowball is rolling. We just be super aggressive. Doom Slug subbed for us in top. Uh, went Silas the second game, put him on more of a carry. They could uh, they could solo fight anybody. Uh, he went twelve one and six, popped off. Gecko went Fizz. Did not have a great early game, and then just put out a ton of damage late game. Um, I know Hippie's stats say he had a good game, but I think the Everfrost Merc Treads was a bit of a troll. If he just goes pure damage, they steamroll us that game. If he just goes pure um, damage, he one-shots all of us. Ari's only good right now because of Everfrost. Yeah, but Everfrost and Merc Treads into a lane that he's winning. He's ahead in CS, he's ahead in gold, he's ahead in kill pressure early. He should have just kept snowballing that. That way he could pop Satisfate, pop me, and pop Gecko. And when he built the defensive route, we were able to jump on him and kill him before he could really do anything. If you watch that third, what was third dragon for us fight, it was beautiful. Jinx and Ari are basically in mid lane, completely out of the fight. And we're 5v3ing with dragon damaging everybody destroying the front line they had. Tom Kinch, Rakan, and Graves. We're destroying them. And then all of a sudden, there's just this Jinx, who, credit to Rusty, was strong. And this Ari, credit to Hippie, who was strong, that had five members running at it. They couldn't do anything. We just did that over and over and over and over and over. And team fought our way back into the game. And we really had a gold lead like for most of that game. Didn't even realize it. It didn't feel like it until we reviewed it. We had a gold lead most so of the what game. I, what I'm hearing yeah. is that you are, actually... uh, you, you've set the stage for maybe the greatest first or second round playoff rival rivalry that we'll see this season. I mean, we've still got four games left. If you, if you think... You know, we're going to get to like the fourth seed and Let's Bounce is going to fall to the third seed, then then sure, that'll be a first round matchup. If you're assuming that we're going to come in straggling as the sixth seed, well, that's a that's a different conversation. Oh, it's the top eight teams go. So, oh, I thought it was six. No, it's it's eight because we went to 10 teams. Oh, then we won't face them first round. We'll face whoever's in third or fourth. We'll be the fourth (laughs) or fifth seed. We're winning. We're winning out the rest of the season, guys. I mean, I'll say I'll say this oh, right now. Yeah. Someone caught the end of the games. Um, I will say that uh, the Silas pick actually was very crucial for you guys because anytime they look to engage, uh, majority of the time uh, by the late game team fights, he was just taking the uh, Reconnell and would just sprint in and just like yep. lock up everyone or charm up everyone. Um, it was beautiful. So it was, it was like the dan- it was like taking the utility of Rakan, but then being Silas, so you're doing yeah. damage. So um, wanna... go ahead. So that was very crucial for you guys, I think. If it was a different champion, I mean that game too. Their biggest gold lead, the two spots were at 21 minutes at 1600 gold and 29 minutes at 1600 gold. That was it. We were in control that entire game. It didn't feel like it, but we were. Same thing with game one. I think we were in control a lot of it too. Um, so I wanted to say this yeah, real but quick both too. Yeah, games went forty-four minutes. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, um, we were we were in charge. 
from four minutes to thirty six minutes, and then yeah. that's when they got the the sold. That's when they turned that around. So uh, note to subs: if your ability changes to be able to play full time, uh, please yep. open up a ticket uh, because uh, Doomslug informed OOS that uh, he was available full time, um, but every all the information that the admins had was that he was ineligible to play every Monday uh, due yep. to work. So uh, it unfortunately didn't work out for Doom uh, this season, and I think he uh, is going to get himself in here next season. Um, yeah, he yeah. actually wound up taking a job for like the rest for that's kind of off location for the next six yep. weeks, so he, he wouldn't have been able to, to do it anyways. Yep. But we've kind of we've kind of revamped the team. Kind of hinted at it. We revamped. It's basically a similar idea of playstyle of how we want to play, except we are in a completely different environment mentally, and we're able to execute on the things we want to execute. Picked up Dizzy Dreamer. I was initially thinking he was going to go support. Nah, or go top. No, he's going support. Tank engages. Him and Satisfate got first blood, three kills up. Um, uh, in some in some games that we were doing um, throughout the week. And just immediately started roaming. We roamed top, got top lane rolling. That's a new one. Gecko <laughs> going top lane, and then uh, we got Doom Articuno, who we picked up, who will be going mid lane. Team is cracked, guys. It's absolutely cracked. We're uh, uh, we're scary. I can um, only guess what Doom Articuno's uh, main is. Just well, it's definitely that. it's definitely Riven mid. So everybody <laughs> should just ban Riven mid. <laughs> Perma ban. That was something else, man. Let's bounce ban Amumu and Hecarim for me both games. I was the prio ban. Either that's mad respect, or they're saying I'm the worst player on the team. I got a little bit of beef with that. <laughs> uh, you take it how you want, my man. <laughs> they got 1-1, one, one, so they'll uh, they'll learn one way or the other, right? Yeah, I'm keeping my reservations, uh, as you said your team was cracked after the uh, draft. Yeah, uh, you said that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah it's, not, uh, it's not a... It's yeah, not my right. fault that a player has a has a mental breakdown and, and doesn't communicate with us, you know? Hey, that's that's hey, that's hey, definitely hey. my gap. Hey. And two, you know, Kuru, bless his heart, um, I don't know if everybody knows this, but he's like he is working so much and going to school and trying to do league and it was just too much and he was apologizing like, Hey, I'm so sorry, man. I, I just don't think that I can keep playing. I'm like, Bro, go be with your family, dude. This is a game. Like we sh don't don't even trip about this. Go go be with your family. So we we had two spots open. We really had needed to kind of see what we had available and shake things up. Um, and like we're able to practice. We've already practiced like five games this week, which has uh, not happened at all this season. Um, with uh, with all five of us, with four of us, it, it has had a potential to. So um, previous roster. So we're feeling good about that. Comms are going. People are in the chat. Um, every day talking about this, talking about that, which wasn't happening previously either. Cool. Our, our our mental is just up. Feel like we're, we're having fun playing the game again. We're excited to see how uh, Onslaught of Shadows progresses. Uh, what you guys can do with the uh, remainder of the season. Uh, are you guys? Uh, have you looked at your schedule and are playing every single week, or do you have another bye week coming up? We have a bye week next week. Then the following week is um, All Stars. And then I think for the rest of the season, we face, uh, and not in this order, I think it's Curtain Call, Hijack, Absolute Zero, and Final Spark. So 
Good deal. We got, um, if you look at the table as it currently stands, we got all of the top of the table teams out of the way early. Well, that's uh, not yeah. a terrible thing, by any means. We're just gonna, we're just gonna four zero or eight zero, however the points work. We're just gonna, we're just gonna run it. <laughs> yeah, uh, King, right. y- King Yodish reminded me to say that they are four and zero in the last two weeks. So uh, he, he is trying to uh, press upon everybody that uh, Destiny is a new team to beat. Well, if people don't start banning Orn, if you ban Orn, Yodis, you can do whatever he wants top. You give uh, him Orn. Nar eight one and ten. Yeah, He's but if you go look at his, gen. you go look at his OPGG, you'll see some other Nar games in there that are not eight one and ten. <laughs> the Orn though, the Orn though is cracked. Uh, Yodis plays it great. He knows how to manage his waves. He knows how to join team fights. I think Malco alluded to it earlier. Maybe you know, maybe maybe the ultimates in laning phase or they're 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 zoning ultimates. He's, he's uh, trying sure. to strike fear into his opponent, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, there's a yeah, it's exactly. a it's a big brain play. <laughs> but but he's he's cracked. The the Orn is cracked, and when you've got something beefy like that, and plus the items that he grants the rest of the team, and you've got um, King Leon Scraw in the jungle, just really having a great season. In, ju- in the jungle role. I mean, they're yeah. they're strong, man. They're a, they are a strong team. Oh, yeah, the so other thing about that is he's probably one of the few like junglers that actually will visit top lane too. So like, true. It, it ha- that's what happened in game one of their series is that yeah. like they're able to blow a TP early from uh, Pharaoh and he was like, hey, come top. Yeah, lose a lot. We are going to keep moving on, uh, talking about our next series, Glacial Storm against Hijack. Uh, Thrills, thanks so much for joining us uh, on the duck, and uh, we'll uh, keep an eye out for your team, and uh, good luck in the coming weeks. Thanks, guys. Appreciate all the hard work you guys are doing. See you, man. See you later, Thrills. So looking at uh, the next game that was played uh, this past week, Glacial Storm against Hijack. Uh, I, I was hoping for more from Hijack, uh, but unfortunately, my uh, prayers went unanswered. Uh, hijack. Uh, what do you mean? They got, they got the one-one. They, they got the split. One-one. They split, but at least they got the. They got my some my dark horse needs to be better. <laughs> they, they've got to they've got to climb and. Uh, it's you know, right now they're in playoffs uh, by the skin of their t- nose. So uh, I'm hoping for more. Um, so yeah, game one. Uh, you know, Matthias, the uh, very safe and uh, solid ultimates uh, from the Oriana. Um, Somnus playing the the Nocturne, a little bit of spicy pick in the uh, top lane and. He was pretty scary uh, throughout the whole uh, first game. Uh, having ca- having in the chance to cast that game, that was actually a one. Both of those games were really fun to watch. Uh, and me and during our little kind of like pause, we were actually talking about it. Where if you look at the first comp, like for the side of Glacial Storm, the first team, you I don't think necessarily Jay Erbo needed to go to the Viego there. He could have literally went anything else and it probably would have still worked with the way this comp wanted to work uh but in this sense for this game if you look at both teams both teams have a clear objective of what they want to do for their comps 
it's just this time around, I think it wasn't that the fact that hijack is necessarily the worst team or the players are worse than who's on the other team. This time around, they just got out executed. The comp was just played King, better. I King feel. Wolfie looked great on mm-hmm. uh, Sejuani. Uh, Tricky didn't do uh, anything, uh, you know, positive or negative. Just played a, a real even game. Mame Senpai uh, looked really good on the Ezreal. Um, Nafi and, with some of his Morgana snares were just yeah, insane. Nafi yeah. with some serious long range cues. Uh, what kind of stuck out is the you know the thorn in the side. In my opinion, uh, was bonkers. Um, at three ten thirteen, um, gonna gonna sound meme and that's fine, but uh, you know almost to the point of Golden Pharaoh gonna hit ten deaths and then you know. Uh, hopefully start doing some things, but uh, the Yone, he had some good uh, all-ins um, and, you know, was doing a bunch of damage, but uh, unfortunately, he'd get popped. Um, you know, they would just wait for him to be the engage uh, and or, you know, the immediate follow-up uh, right after King Wolfie going in um, or bind landing and immediately they would all just jump all over bonkers uh, so that he wasn't able to do any type of uh, secondary damage. It was a, a one and done, which we've seen from him before. And I think that that's, you know, something that they've got to change uh, the play style or change the champs that he's picking, um, which I think they did in game two. Uh, the Annie pick uh, looked pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, I'll just say for like, again like game one nocturne counters the shen so like that shen ult that you're getting yeah they were dropped down onto potentially bonkers Mm -hmm. uh in the team fights is really never gonna happen and like bonkers is in there and you still have the galio that needs to come down or the galio taunt that's gonna hit him and then you still have to be worried about the oriana ulti coming in and again, like the Vie- like the Viego was kind of like whatever, but it's still like another champion that's doing damage mm-hmm. to you. And um, all you got is a black shield. Like, and then you have a Sejuani. If that Sejuani goes down, then you have no front line. And that, and that, um, in the skirmishes that were happening, you know, yeah, it's not going to do well. In the skirmishes that were happening throughout the game, uh, you know they would catch somebody out walking and tricky would immediately, you know, alt on them to prevent, you know, them just getting one shot. Um, and as soon as that happened, that was Somnus's green light to go after anybody else on the map, uh, because tricky's all was down. Um, and it happened probably four or five times throughout the game. Um, and it, I don't know. I, I don't know how you, decide as a, a team or, or a player of okay well nafi got caught so nafi's gonna die and we keep the shinult so that mommy senpai or bonkers uh don't immediately get popped um because those are your those are your damage you know that's where your damage is coming from in fights um so i, I think nafi had that ult popped on him a few times 
uh, and then immediately Mommy Senpai or Bonkers got dove uh, from the paranoia. Yeah, it's really unfortunate because I think um, whenever we see like Shen picked in um, like amateur or pro play, uh, we'll see it be used very aggressively where you're trying to actively look for bot lane tower dives and stuff like that. It's never really used as a, oh, I need to save my teammate. It's more of like a, oh, I'm going to give you a bigger, sh I'm going to give you a shield so that you're, when you're getting smacked by turrets, you can like mm -hmm. tank two extra so shots or something. Yep. Um, And yeah, it's just like, it, it's, it always feels really bad as the Shen. It just yeah. always feels bad as the Shen, if that's like what you're using your ult for. Yeah. Game um, one, though, I, I know we're talking a lot about hijack, but, you know, game one was a strong uh, look from everybody on Glacial exactly. Storm. You know, there was nobody that was, oh, well, they're, you know, have a, a ton of deaths, you know, and, and no other uh, kills or assists um, to show for it, you know. Yeah. Everybody I, I mean, had a, a good score line. Yeah, I would say like top had a near perfect game in my opinion. Even if like he's dying, like um, even though he's like dying, he's still doing his job and whatnot. Yeah. I will say that one tower, that one dive top lane was super funny to watch when he tried to flash uh past the turret after taking three shots to like cue <laughs> tricky under yeah. it and was just like wait what yep um but because all he really knew needed to do there was shove the wave because you like he literally took three tower shots in the night so um uh but yeah I, I again i just think like uh glacial storm just execute their comp better and um also like the thing is is like uh this team from hijack wants to like needs to like be in there um especially with like uh tricky and um Sejuarian, uh bonkers so literally yep. matthias just needs to hide like out of vision slightly wait until they run forward and then just wait for Ezreal and Morgana to kind of show up and just ult them and make them need to like peace out for the rest of the fight and can't yeah. be in there. Um, this is probably the only time I will get say that uh, I actually approve of the um, Cinder uh, uh, of the chem tank. Uh, Denied actually used it a lot better in this game than I have seen him in previous games so, so your flames are working uh i guess so i mean <laughs> it also just worked really well for their comp because it was like somnus would go in and then he also would be trying to run in also um because if they didn't have that secondary threat coming in with probably which was the one who had the orion ball on him um to like deliver and like get that taunt off um i think somnus would have died a lot more uh so Fair yeah enough. i think they just i i think it's just like something that is kind of like his brand butter at this point and uh whether he's like 
taking my critiques or anything where he's just not using the active or not or he's just recognizing on himself or like matthias mm. is that's something to him yeah so um, game two um was completely different uh king wolfie uh pulling out the carry jungle as malco said um pulling out the graves 13 2 and 6 uh really popped off uh you know bonkers I think was six and O at one point on the Annie, um, you know, bot lane had a safe game, um, you know, hijacked it great. And tricky had some ridiculous oh OP my God, solo kills. I, first I, one, I, I looked at it and said, man, I was that screaming. Looks like, I saw it. I was like, that looks like some stuff that I pulled with, you know, Malphite season one. I was like, man, that was really, really cool. Um, so it, it was the first time I go, okay, Tricky can actually play top lane. His CS um, was uh, not amazing, um, but his cast. hard to CS with. Yeah, for sure. But his, his cast plays uh, were really exciting to watch. Uh, so that. That was my uh, hats off to I am tricky. Um, yeah, but I will I will correct you on something actually. Uh, Bonkers kind of got abused in the lane actually, um, because it was a Malzahar and oh yeah, they Malzahar dove him several just, times. Yeah, they dove him several times, but like it, it, he would, they would always come out of it like not completely unscathed and. Like trick, uh, not tricky. Um, King Wolfie would just yeah. like, be there, ready, yep. at, like, and just like get a kill back so, in one way or another. Um, so yeah, like, I, I think uh, again, comp wise, I think like I would just take what Hijack had over um, what uh, Glacial Storm has uh, any day. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, I also definitely. just I also just think we over exaggerated how good Viego is. Like we thought yeah. it did we we think it did so much in game 1 when again literally it could have been any jungler. Um and I mean was the did the flex plan you know for the Viego pick in draft go so far as to you know make them lose this game? I don't think I don't, necessarily yeah. it was that though. I don't think they necessarily lost because of the Viego pick. I think it this the comp or at least uh Glacial Storm kind of lost their identity with this particular comp in the sense of how they normally would play. And I think mm -hmm. that's what actually led into their losses. Two, six, and seven on the Malzahar, which is considerably uncharacteristic of like a player like Matthias. You know, yep. I wasn't expecting Somnus to take the helm on the Viego, to be completely honest with you. And even I was like, oh, wow, this is actually a surprise. I wasn't expecting the Viego top. Not saying that he did bad on it, but it was just something like the entire identity of this team in particular yeah. just completely changed from what I was expecting it to be. Like, I was yeah. maybe hoping to see the Ziggs from Matthias instead this time around against the Annie, which would have been a pretty decent matchup, I feel. But, you know, then obviously they took advantage of their comp on the side of Hijack and it led to the win for them. Yeah, I think yeah. that Somnus did so well with, uh, you know, game one that maybe thought he could flex a little bit on Tricky and, you know, didn't work out. Yeah, I I mean, as someone who, like, uh, I mean, 
I've seen a couple of the hijack scrims and stuff, and Tricky's been playing this champ a lot, so it's like not shocking that he did this well on it. I mean, there's also a lot of like question plays made by um uh Herbo. Like uh, I remember they're taking like mid lane turret and he's like fighting Wolfie underneath the turret and tanking the turret, trying to just like kill like kill the turret as well. Yeah, they get the turret but he died and I'm like mm -hmm. All right, like your Galio even backed off, realizing that this was maybe not a good idea. Not the best idea. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I the the amount of time like punish that was put onto Bonkers, it just wasn't enough to get like Herbo and uh, Matthias rolling. Yep. That it just didn't even matter. I, I also like I, there's another like play where I guess like Interasian just flashed into the Baron pit into the drag pit and like killed himself trying to kill um uh trying to kill uh the jungler to mm -hmm. like I guess secure dragon or something. There's just like a lot of like you're not like playing as a team moments from it almost felt like solo queue a little bit at times yeah. out there. Yeah, that's what it looked like in game two at a certain point. It was just Glacial playing solo queue. Gotcha. So uh, we've got a few minutes left and uh, want to keep rolling on. Uh, looking at next week's games, uh, predictions. Uh, so Killer Instinct going up against Curtain Call. Inferno Trigger against uh, Final Spark. Uh, Let's Bounce against Destiny. An absolute zero against Glacial Storm. Uh, so Malco, we'll start out with your pick uh, for Killer Instinct and Curtain Call. I'm very curious to see, uh, again, now both teams making changes where the mid laner is no longer the mid laner for Kurt, or Killer Instinct and now the top laner is now Pharaoh. Oh, wait, actually, top laner is no longer Pharaoh for Curtain Call. It's Phantom. It's now Phantom, yeah, right? So they were okay, actually yeah. discussing... Uh, maybe I know we had King Volpe's on, uh, not too long ago that he may be switching to top lane. Oh. Um, so yeah. it, it's a question mark to where people are going next week. Um, and we have no inside knowledge on that, but, uh, they could shift things around and we see a different face to curtain call next week. Which we'll probably see a different face to killer instinct. Yep. Well. There'll be a, right. they may move some folks around as well. Uh, with uh, some uh, at least one new addition coming in. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Taco, how about you? Um, or Malco, did you I even give a prediction? I was going to no, just say, I was going to go safe and just be like, I'm going to go with the 1-1 one, one for okay. this one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if Curtain Call moves Phantom to his main, which is support, um think a 1-1 one, one is much more possible even with like the changes on Cur uh, Killer Instinct but like everybody on Killer Instinct has just been so solid um regardless of losing of now not having Coscaro there like uh to a degree like Coscaro was still like the um he was a safe link yeah he, he was, was still a safe midliner so yeah, like, he wasn't feeding any game. 
yeah, he wasn't feeding, but he wasn't necessarily like getting leads like chopped was or anything. So like right. the thing is, is like whoever you're, whoever you're moving around on curtain call, they're going up against chopped and chopped is still like a force to be reckoned with. Yep. So, um, it does have turrets occasionally. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I'm going to just, I'm going to be safe as well. I'm going to go one, one, cause you don't know who is going to get and how the team is going to interact now, because there definitely yep. will be people swapping roles. Cause I, I'm excited to, I know one player they've at least asked. And if he accepts, uh, I'm excited to see what that team does. Uh, cause I think it would be a lot of fun to watch those games. Um, so yeah, I am leaning towards the two O uh, for Killer Instinct, um, just because Destiny was able to, uh, or no, excuse me, not Des- Destiny Face Inferno Trigger. Um, I-, I think that you know, spacing uh, has kind of fallen off uh, his throne that he had in the early weeks, um, and hasn't had as good of performances um, as we've seen lately, and you know maybe just laners have able to figure him out uh, from watching VODs. Um, but spacing needs to get back to, uh, you know, what he did early to, you know, really help uh, Curtain Call uh, and take some pressure off, uh, you know, True Flash and King Volf, who's in the bot lane, uh, to carry as hard. Um, I think it's going to be a 2-0 for Killer Instinct is my gut, but, you know, uh, I was just flat out wrong on the Destiny Inferno Trigger series last week, so anything's possible. So, Final Spark, Inferno Trigger, Malco. I'm still going to give this one the 1-1. This is another one of those where I'm just like, all right, we have a team that's now trying to figure out how to slot in their new top laner, and then Final Spark, which is a team of not saying that they're, they're it's just a general lower-tier team, but also they're obviously, now they're starting to get their own win. I'm guessing they're starting to get up, you know, but Inferno Trigger still has other pieces that yep. were still very, very significant to what their team was before and how the team was drafted and then as well as their pretty top tier pieces so giving infernal trigger that slight edge but also knowing final spark being one of the teams that hasn't i think final spark is the only team that hasn't made any changes and let's bounce so this in particular might be like being one of the few teams in the league that still has its full synergy since the very beginning of the season even dating all the way back to the preseason you do have that edge of synergy and morale of your team. So yeah. it's I'm still going to give the 1-1 to both based upon skill and morale alone. Yeah, evolving as a squad, um, you know, and just watching your uh, internal uh, comms and, you know, strats develop over time, I think sometimes can give you the leg up over, you know, people that are looking for the quick and easy, uh, you know, a- add this player if something happens. Um so, Taco, how about you? Um, like, I want to say one one, but then a part of me is like, uh, live, live on the again, edge. Like, <laughs> it, again, Ducko should be back in, and I mean, I was very confident them two owing last week if he was on, and I still am if he was in that game. I in those games, I think they were two owed. Um, but like, even though I would 
probably say Inferno Trigger kind of had like one of their worst series this past week. Uh, I'm still confident that they can turn it around. Um, like Excellence is still a very consistent player. Uh, the bot lane has done well. Like, um... oh, and there you go again. <laughs> It, it was me the last time. Yep. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Did you order a video card yet so you can build your new computer? No, it's, it's just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have other things going on. I haven't been paying attention to it. Um. Yeah, I'm just gonna say one one. Okay. Um. So I. Uh, I think Final Spark has figured things out. Um, and I think they're going to come on strong here in the back half of the season. Uh, and Inferno Trigger has got all the right pieces, uh, but I'm not sure if they know what to do with it. Um, so I actually think this is going to be uh, a 1 1. Um, and I'm just hope that each team takes uh, you know, the victory that they get for themselves. And, you know, realizes they can build that identity out of those wins because uh, they both have really talented squads. Um, and I think that, you know, they can take on any competition in the league, uh, you know, as long as they've, you know, go in confident with that identity. Um, so let's bounce against Destiny, which could be quite the series next week. Uh, Malco as a ex destiny player with showing no favoritism uh you know who do you think um wow this is uh <laughs> no favoritism but truthfully <laughs> i um if i'm being honest about destiny the team has really fallen into its own it's you know just taking me out of there and just slotting in like an actual like pure adc has made the team probably a little bit more well-rounded, especially in their bot lane, and Beard's just able to play whatever he wants to. I'm still going to give credit, though, to Let's Bounce. This is a team that is not afraid for the nitty-gritty, and this is about to be the preseason rematch. These guys have been waiting to go back at each other's throats, and I guarantee that Destiny wants to come out and get the 2-0. But I'm giving it the one-one, and I love the guys over there. But Let's Bounce is a team that is a fair to be reckoned with, and so right now, just you think that this is Let's Bounce's third week in a row? Oh, guaranteed to guaranteed. lose another they, game. Guaranteed, guaranteed. Destiny's handing them at least one loss, one more loss this week. They're they they they're guaranteed going wow. at the very least nine and three. Yeah, no, I agree. I think they'll go one-one. Like yes, <laughs> it's, it's it can't be understated how well Destiny has been playing, and it, it to be honest, a lot of it is not like on the backs of the mid lane and the jungle because like I had a lot of worry with Yoda's being top lane, and he's actually shown up for most of it and played pretty consistently the fact that he was able to pull out the nar was really nice to see too. That mm -hmm. just means like you can't ban Orn Shen and be like, oh, okay, well, I guess lane. now he's going to feed and we don't have to worry about it. No, he can play the Nar. I'm sure he can play Maokai too. Like, I'm sure he has stuff to play and you can't just think, like, people can't now kind of, like, look at him and be like, oh, he's, like, new to top lane, so he's the weakest player. So, it, it... 
are we saying that Marlboro is equal to Hippie? No, it's just a a fact that like King Leon is having a really really good season and the thing is is that Best Vimein hasn't necessarily had pop-off moments. He's just also done what KB Jelly and King Leon have been doing and playing very consistent, not like being like super empty except for this exactly. last series that they had against uh let's bounce or not let's bounce that they had against onslaught of shadows where he actually had like relatively a bad score line mm-hmm. um but you also i mean the other thing is like clg worthy dust and rusty uh, are also playing really well and the thing is is the bot lane of destiny is also playing really well yeah like it, it like we can't it's almost like um how you have we to analyze at, like, every single lane. Yeah, it's, it's like one of those types of matchups right now. Yeah, it's like I can't go into go into this game being like, well, like let's bounce and um in the last few weeks, let's bounce uh and Destiny are like night and day between each other. Like let's bounce is better. No, like yeah, sure, let's bounce is like has really fast win games and um has shown like a really kind of like fun style to play but like i also am really loving the experimentation coming out of destiny Uh, like again like who is gonna think to play zillion um kindred like we've seen herbo play kindred this is this is king yoda's elimination draft yeah i guess so (laughs) he he has his little black book and uh, the the drafts are all King Yodas. Um, Honestly, if Yodas isn't a coach one day, like <laughs> the way the way the man thinks about comps, drafting, he wants to make sure that he outdrafted you like weeks before the games are even announced. Like he wants to make sure any and every team he can outdraft that you can't outdraft them. And that's how Destiny likes to win their games. They love to win by the draft immediately, and you'll notice it actually consistently if you look at their games generally you feel that destiny wins their drafts a lot and that's because they keep everybody on something comfortable and it's very hard to ban them out generally they most of the players have anywhere between i want to say four to six champions that they could just pull out and be like hey we can make a comp out of this and that's something that's going to be really difficult to beat them i'm actually going to go out on a limb and say that uh this is the 2-0 for destiny um that uh (laughs) let's bounce having lost two in a row that eventually that that okay we've lost to we're not this uh, you know w- number one seed that hasn't lost anything that that's going to start you know playing into the mindset uh, and I think Destiny can take two off of them this week. Yeah, I mean, again, that's a really bold statement because, like, uh, again, like. I'll Ryan die by like uh here we go. Yeah. Uh, like it, the like the thing is is that like just locking it like locking in Yumi against that man, I I'm sorry, but like you better be ready to like you better pray to God that your uh um your ADC is not stepping Stop out. Uh yep. like incorrectly or something because 
he's he's not gonna like wait around and he all i mean he also plays yumi so he understands the mechanics of the champion very well and he'll punish you for it so so the last game yeah. is absolute zero against glacial storm uh malco who you got I think this will be a little bit easier to do, but I, I'm going to say 2-0 to Glacial Storm. Glacial Storm, even though they gave up a game last week to hijack, it was more of like they just kind of played solo queue and was just like, we're just going to pick champions here. And I, I was kind of not able to make sense of their draft. I feel like they just have to clean up their draft, and the team goes right back to looking back to form. So I'm going to give it to Glacial Storm 2-0. Taco? Um... All right, absolute zero. You kind of proved it to me in game two, but I'll give it. I'll give you it this week. I'll say a one-one. Um, uh, I think I'm, like, I'm also going one-one before you start. Yeah, I just think that like, um, like I, I mean, to uh, to point out to the game that just happened this week, like Somnus had a great game, but then. Game two, he more or less got like kind of outplayed sometimes by the Gragas by Tricky. And you're playing into the matchup where this guy needs to like get rolling and inserts will visit top lane. Um, so like, unless you're gonna, unless like, I mean, if they're running Malzar Kindra again and just like super dumpstered mid lane and get super far ahead and whatnot, then yeah, I don't foresee this going like any, I don't foresee Absolute Zero getting a win, but like Doom is such a big threat uh, regardless I mean, of what game you're going yeah, into. Yeah, I think three bands against Glacial Storm, um, you know, you could look at the Galio as a way to hurt denied because i think the the aoe taunts are pretty pretty huge um i think that you know shivana kindred and nocturne you know could be your one two three and then you deal with the galio um just my opinion i mean the thing is herbo's too much of is still too much of an issue oh so wait well, you've you got kazix yeah, too yeah, never mind so, yeah, yeah you got you, you got ban like, you still have to worry about yep. it's yeah there's a lot you, of things yeah i forgot like, i completely um, forgot about the kazix and the kazix is a huge problem if you leave that up yeah so i and especially in the mid lane specifically because like that's a short lane and there are actually a lot of entry points into mm -hmm. that lane and if you're playing like a lux and an ari you can easily get popped like yep. really quickly and you won't even know what happened queen needs um, to learn shogath mid <laughs> so um yeah i mean you ban i i still think like uh good bans against glacial storm is like kha'zix and nivia and then you oh, either gosh. pick an archangler or yeah yeah the, those th those two much. players, there's too many champs to ban in the first round. But I actually, I actually think if they were to go Anivia into this team, that might be the wrong move. To be honest, um, because I feel like I feel like on Glacial Storm side that they just want to get mid and bot rolling as fast as possible. 
um so that like even if doom gets a lead it just won't matter because it's like yeah sure your you're winning your lane but our forest people on the map are like beating your team so like one versus four like i i think i'm gonna take the four yeah. especially with one of them being herbo like exactly yeah. well inner asian and uh denied i think you know even if niker goes nuts i don't know if he can go nuts to take care of the rest of the map so um Finishing up, uh, again, we have the All-Star Week coming up the 19th. Uh, that will be a 5v5 of players chosen by the captains of the teams. Uh, captains, uh, if they don't know how that work, will be informed shortly as to how they enter their person. There will also be a one verse one uh tournament that will be open up to the entire league so that everybody can be in, involved in all-star week uh and that will be there i'm sure that uh matthias will host a tft night uh and we've got a little bit of another event uh planned special um but uh more details on that to come um but any final words gentlemen uh, before we wrap this episode up uh, other than I'm, I'm glad to finally be back on the duck once again. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know the two the duos were again a little like I was definitely monologuing a lot. So it's, hey, it's good well, to you know you, you missed the best episode here. last week where I you yeah. know forgot to unmute my mic the first entire half of the episode. So uh, that was uh, painful to go fix after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine, but we've we've had some really good guests on on as well. Like uh, yep. Volpes was really uh, was a really good one to fill in, and I, I, when Hobbit filled in that one time earlier, that was a good choice too. Yep. So, gentlemen, thanks so much as always, and uh, we will see you guys next week on the duck. And uh, excited to get all stars rolling after that and uh, finish out the season uh, in the upcoming weeks. So. Thanks so much, and we'll see you guys on the Rift.